0: This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of my podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be giving a preview of the two main events for UFC 254, which is coming up this weekend. And then after that, I will be talking about the NFL, as I have been doing every week. But this week, we are going to switch it up a little bit again for the NFL. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you my top 10 power rankings teams in the NFL after these first six weeks of the season. But before we get to the UFC and the NFL, I just wanted to mention quickly that the Baseball World Series is about to get underway. We have the Tampa Bay Rays and the LA Dodgers. If you listen to my MLB preview episodes, you would know that I picked the Tampa Bay Rays to win the World Series over the Dodgers. That was my prediction from a couple of weeks ago. It's the prediction I am sticking to. I think that the Rays, because of their deep bullpen, their versatile lineup, and their stellar defense, I think that the Rays are going to defeat the Dodgers in probably seven games maybe six so I do think it's going to be a hard-fought battle a long World Series but I think that the Rays are going to come out victorious in that one okay so that's all I have for the baseball in this episode if you want a deeper breakdown of my opinions on this Rays Dodgers World Series you can go back to my previous episode where I already did a full breakdown of these two teams so with that let's now move on to the UFC UFC 254 takes place on On this Saturday, one of the biggest fights of the year in Khabib Nurmagomedov is taking on interim champ Justin Gaethje for Khabib's lightweight championship belt. And then the co-main event, another good one for the middleweight division, and that is Robert Whittaker against Jared Cannonier. Now, Robert Whittaker, who is the former middleweight champion, is definitely the more experienced fighter of the two. Definitely has more experience in big fights, as this is going to be his sixth main event fight. He's put together a lot of solid wins lately. He's actually won 10 of his last 11 fights, so very impressive there. His only loss was to undefeated Israel Adesanya when Adesanya took the belt from Whitaker. But again, besides that loss to Izzy, which Izzy being undefeated and Izzy beating everybody easily so far to this point, Whitaker has beaten everybody else, at least in his last 11. Again, he's won 10 of his last 11 fights, looking very impressive in most of those fights. He's a very technically sound fighter, a very, very good striker on his feet. He prefers the fight to stay on the feet. He's a very good boxer, semi-kickboxer. It's mostly the punches that Whitaker is going to come at you with. And fighting a guy like Cannoneer, I think that's exactly how this fight will go, because Cannoneer is another guy who likes the fight to stay on the feet. This should be a striking display for three rounds, or if someone gets knocked out before then. We know that Jared Cannoneer will definitely be looking for the knockout in his 13 professional wins. Only two of them have come by decision, so again, Cannoneer will definitely be looking for a finish here. I think if Cannoneer wants to win this fight he's definitely going to need a finish with Whitaker being way more technically sound than him. If it happens to go the distance I just don't see any way that Cannonier is going to outscore Whitaker on the scorecards. But he definitely is capable of scoring that knockout as is Whitaker. Uh, Cannonier right now is on a three match winning streak. He just beat Jack Hermanson. He beat Anderson Silva before that and then before that it was Branch so not a super impressive three besides Hermanson who's a high-ranked guy but three wins in a row nonetheless before those three wins he had actually just lost three out of four so for me personally I'm not really seeing the consistency there yet with Cannoneer to me he feels more like the guy if he's either going to score that knockout and win but if his opponent can weather the storm in the way that I think Whitaker can and he doesn't get the knockout I think he's going to lose I think Whitaker could finish him but my ultimate prediction for this fight is that Whitaker is going to win this by a three-round unanimous decision. That may be a somewhat disappointing result for the champ Israel Adesanya. After his last win over Costa, he said that he would like to fight Jared Cannoneer next, as long as he were to defeat Whitaker in his next fight. I don't see that happening, so it looks like it may be a rematch then between Whitaker and Israel Adesanya for the next title fight. That's what it could be. I know Adesanya doesn't really want to do too many rematches. He keeps saying he wants to fight new guys but that's just what it's probably going to be for this middleweight division it would be a deserved title rematch for Whitaker again that would be my final prediction here Whitaker three round decision over Cannoneer, and he will get the next shot at Israel Adesanya and a rematch for himself for that middleweight title okay so now moving on to the big main event one of the biggest fights of the year lightweight champion undefeated 28-0 Khabib Narmegomedov will be taking on interim champion Justin Gate G. Gate G earned that interim championship belt against Tony Ferguson in his last fight. The fight was supposed to be Khabib against Ferguson, but with the travel restrictions and unfortunately with Khabib's father getting sick and passing away, Khabib was unable to make that fight against Ferguson. It then became an interim championship because champ Khabib could not be there for the fight, and Gate G stepped in and really put on an amazing performance against Tony Ferguson. He dominated him for five straight rounds. He finished them late in the fifth. If it had gone the distance, he would have easily won on the judges' scorecard, as I don't think Tony even came close to winning any of the rounds. And ultimately, that was the best performance of Justin Gaethje's career to this point. He's had a very good career. He is 22-2 as a professional. Everything came together for him in this Ferguson fight, with getting called up to fill in, with getting the interim belt, and his skill set was just on perfect display in this fight. Tony Ferguson, Ferguson is a fighter that likes to really control the fight, he was not able to control this against Gaith G. just had his way with him and just really pummeled him from start to finish. As I said, he did score the knockout late in the fifth round of this fight, he scores the knockout in almost all of his fights, of his 22 wins, he's finished 19 of those 22 fights, so definitely a knockout artist here, G. he's going to need all of that knockout power and hope to land one clean against a guy like... Like Khabib, who has already shown that he has a really strong chin. In that fight with Conor McGregor, Conor landed a pretty clean punch right on Khabib's chin in the first rounds. Khabib did not even flinch. Uh, as we know against most people, when Conor lands that clean left hand, they go down, they drop. He's one of the best knockout artists of all time. He landed fairly cleanly with Khabib. It had no effect on him. So Justin will be hoping for a different narrative here. He might have to land multiples. He might have to let it compile throughout the match. If possible. Khabib, probably the best defensive fighter we've ever seen. Great movement, great conditioning. We know he's going to want to wrestle. He wrestles everybody. He's going to try to get a hold of Gaethje. Look, Gaethje does have a wrestling background from when he was much younger, but he really has not used his wrestling at all since becoming a professional MMA fighter. He fights on the feet now, so again, maybe he can pull that out from a long time ago. He was a very good wrestler once upon a time, but it's been many... Many years since he's used that wrestling at all. He actually said that the reason he doesn't like using his wrestling in MMA fights is because it tires him out too much. And I see that as a major problem going into a fight against Khabib, who all he wants to do is wrestle. And every one of the 28 fighters that he's fought to this point, he's turned it into a wrestling match because that's what he's best at, and he's always able to command the octagon. Khabib can go all day with wrestling. This is a five-round fight. He could go a 15-round fight of all wrestling. So, if wrestling is something that tires out Gabe G, for me, that's a huge red flag. And for me, that's actually one of the biggest indicators of how I see this fight script going and how I see Khabib dominating and mauling Gaethje like he has done to everybody else he's fought. But the other big thing that I look at here that it seems like a lot of people aren't talking about or maybe they forgot about is that Gaethje only two years ago was knocked out by Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier is a guy who just fought Khabib recently and Khabib completely steamrolled Poirier in that fight. Poirier never had a chance. Again, he knocked out Gaethje just about two years ago. Now, you could have the argument that is much better today than he was two years ago. Okay, that's fine, but so is Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier's a lot better today, two years later, than he was when he knocked out Gaethje. And again, he tried to fight Khabib, and he had no shot. Khabib dominated that fight and ultimately choked him out and got him to tap in the ends. So, in my opinion, I think Khabib is going to do the same to Justin Gaethje. I think it's going to happen in the third round of this fight. I think Khabib will feel him out for some of the first rounds. Then really start to impose his will at the end of the first and through the second. And then by the time we're halfway through the third. I think Gaethji is going to be beaten and exhausted. And Khabib will ultimately be able to finish him. Probably by choke. Which is Khabib's preferred method of finish. So that is my prediction for this fight. Khabib Nurmagomedov moves to 29 and 0 in his career. He defends his title. He wins by third round rear naked choke. Okay, so that covers the two big fights that are coming up on this Saturday. Now that we've completed our UFC predictions, let's move on to NFL. As I said earlier, I'm going to be giving my power rankings. I'll break down my top 10 after six weeks have now been completed. So let's start at number 10 and then work our way up to number one. So coming in at 10th place on my power rankings right now, I have the LA Rams. The Rams currently sit at 4-2. and two. What's interesting about their four wins is all four of them have come against the very very weak NFC East and then their two losses have come against the Bills who are a very good team and the 49ers of course the defending NFC champs the Niners have been injured they're getting healthier now their offense was almost at full strength when they did defeat the Rams in this game so again some question marks around the Rams they've beaten four bad teams they've lost to the two best teams that they faced but I do have them at number 10 for now huge game coming up for them this weekend they will be playing the Chicago Bears who will also be appearing in my top 10 to me it seems as though the loser of that game between the Bears and Rams is probably going to fall out of the top 10 so that is the opportunity for the Rams to finally get a good win after only beating the NFC East to this point all right now let's move on to number nine in the power rankings and that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they just had a huge dominant victory this last week against the Green Bay Packers last week the Green Bay Packers were were my number one team in my power rankings. They are there no longer because of what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did to them. The beginning of that game was interesting. The Packers looked like they were gonna roll again. They were already up 10 0. They had the ball. And then everything changed when Rodgers threw a pick six. It's a very rare thing. He's only had a couple of them in his entire career. After that pick six, nothing went right for Rodgers after that. The next drive he threw another pick and he just could not get anything going for the rest of the game. So the Bucks did dominate the Packers. They were out of my top 10 last week. They are now in at number nine because of that huge victory. Look, everybody's talking about Tom Brady and all the weapons that he has on offense. The big unsung hero of this team right now is the running game and the defense. The defense is arguably playing the best defense in all of football right now. It's not being talked about because of all the flashy weapons on offense, but this Bucs team is a very solid team. They sit at number nine right. Now for me. Moving on to number 8, I have the Chicago Bears, who I mentioned before, have a huge game coming up this next week with the LA Rams. The Bears surprisingly right now sit at 5 and 1 and they're actually in first place in the NFC North over the Packers. Now, I personally don't think that the Bears are better than the Packers at this moment, but it is getting pretty close. The only loss for the Bears so far this year was against a Colts team that is pretty good and their defense played great in that game as they have against everybody that they faced this year and then after that Colts loss they came back with two wins against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and against the Carolina Panthers who have surprisingly been a lot better than just about anybody expected them to be this year so it was nice to bounce back after a loss with two pretty solid wins look it has not always been pretty this year for the Bears but it is what it is at this point they sit at five and one and eighth on my current power rankings moving up to number seven we have the Buffalo Bills the Bills started this year 4-0, and oh, but unfortunately for them, they have lost their last two games. Look, they have not been bad losses. Uh, they lost against the Titans and the Chiefs, who are two teams that I have in my top five, actually. So they haven't lost to a bad opponent yet. Look, that Titans game was a very, very sloppy loss. Uh, the penalties killed them, and the turnovers in that game were ultimately the reason why they lost. And then in the Chiefs game, they couldn't stop the run. When you think Chiefs, of course you think Patrick Mahomes, but it was the running game for the Chiefs that gave the bill all the problems so they are coming off of two losses in a row two losses against two very good teams the bills were higher they're still in the top 10 currently sitting at number seven for me Coming in at number six is the Green Bay Packers. I just talked about the Packers a little bit before and what happened in that very disappointing Buccaneers game for them. Look, before that game, the Packers were my number one team. They were the only team after five weeks that, in my opinion, had no glaring weaknesses and had no duds in terms of games on their schedule to this point. They looked like the most solid team that had everything working for them. Well, all of that changed in that Buccaneers game. They lost that. One, They got dominated. They lost by four touchdowns actually. So after that debacle, they fall all the way from number one down to number six. We'll see if they can bounce back from that loss this week. Okay, we're halfway there. Now let's move into our top five. Sitting at fifth place right now, I have the Tennessee Titans. I know that the Titans are undefeated, so some would think maybe they should be ranked a little bit higher. For me, I have them at five because of their five wins, three of them were very undefeated. Impressive victories. Look, I know a victory is a victory, but they beat the Broncos, Jaguars, and Vikings, who are three of the worst teams in the league right now, and needed a last-second field goal to beat all three of those teams. They did move to three and zero after that, and they beat the Bills in very convincing fashion. So that was a very good statement win there for the Titans, and then followed it up this week with an overtime win against the one-win Texans. So the Titans do sit at five and zero. Some people would have. Them higher than the fifth seed that I have them at right now, but next week they do play the Pittsburgh Steelers. And believe me, if they are able to come away with a win against the Steelers in that game, they will definitely be jumping much higher than number five. Now, moving on to my fourth seeded team, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have had a fairly easy schedule to this point as well, but unlike the Titans, in this easier schedule, they have dominated the bad opponents that they faced, with maybe be the exception of the Eagles last week which they were way ahead in that game and then they let the Eagles get back in it they still did come away with that win the Ravens one loss was against by far the best team that they played this year where they really got beat up by the Chiefs team so again the Ravens have been really beating up on the teams that they're supposed to be and then their one chance this year to really make a statement against a good team like the Chiefs they looked really bad in that game so coming up for the Ravens they are on a bye this week and then after that their schedule gets pretty tough their next six games they have two against pittsburgh one against cleveland's the colts the patriots and the titans so that's a pretty hard six game stretch right there if they can come away unbeaten through that stretch or maybe five and one or something like that they're really going to stamp their claim towards the very very top of these power rankings we'll see how they do on this stretch currently in third place on my power rankings are those kansas city chiefs that i just mentioned they of course had that statement dominant win over the Ravens. They just beat the Bills this week, which was another big win for them against one of the top teams in the AFC. And they also beat the Patriots this year, who, well, the Patriots are the Patriots, even though they're kind of having a down year. So some good quality wins on the Chiefs record. They did have one puzzling loss, and it was really a disaster that they had against the Raiders. Their offense was clicking on all cylinders in the first half. Then after halftime, the Raiders defense completely shut down the Chiefs offense until very very late in the fourth quarter when they finally got a score again they lost that game 40 to 32 that's a lot of points to give up to the Raiders and again their offense was ultimately shut out for almost the entire second half until very late a puzzling loss for them a loss that not many people saw coming especially the way that game was playing out but they did lose that one again they did have a lot of signature quality wins besides that so they currently sit at third on my power rankings now the top two teams in my power rankings like the titans are undefeated starting with second i have the pittsburgh steelers they have not lost yet they have not been really tested too much yet this year their best win was probably last week when they completely dominated the cleveland browns they needed a statement win like that besides that the schedule has been pretty weak they haven't blown their opponents away but if you have watched the games and how the game script has gone they've really been pretty comfortable in most of those games Games. The scoreboard doesn't always reflect the way the games go, and the Steelers were playing from ahead pretty much the whole time in those other games. But with all that said, they are still sitting undefeated. I mentioned before, they have a big game next week with the Tennessee Titans. That is a huge game for the power rankings and a huge game for the AFC playoff picture as well in terms of seating. i really excited to watch that one. That's got to be the game of the week coming up. And then after that game, they play the Baltimore Ravens with the Ravens coming off of of a bye, which is another huge game for AFC playoff implications. It could mean seeding, and it definitely means a lot for that AFC North race. That's going to be very tight between the Steelers and the Ravens. So two big ones coming up for the Steelers. We'll see if they can keep their undefeated record going. And finally, our number one team in the power rankings right now are the Seattle Seahawks, led by of course Russell Wilson. The Seahawks are undefeated. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is the clear-cut MVP of this season so far. He has been next to flawless this year. He is such a clutch performer, such a big game performer. He just proves time after time that give him the ball and a chance and he's going to get it done. He's going to get that win, which was on full display in his last game against the Vikings when he did exactly that. Their schedule has not been particularly difficult to this point, but it does get more difficult over the next few weeks where they play the Cardinals twice, the 49ers, the Rams, and the Bills. So a lot of division important games in there as well as a test against the Bills, who are one of the better teams in the AFC. The AFC is a lot more loaded right now than the NFC. I think that the Seahawks are clearly the best team in the NFC by far at this current moment. And again, I have them at number one in my power rankings their defense can be a little shaky at times but with as good as russell wilson has been that has not mattered they are undefeated they sit on top of the rankings at this current time so just to run back through them one more time this time we'll do it from one to ten starting with the seahawks the steelers the chiefs the ravens the titans then the packers the bills the bears the bucks and the rams that is my current top 10 power rankings of course this is the end NFL, and those rankings change drastically sometimes on a week-to-week basis, but at this current junction, that is where we stand with the top 10. So okay, with that, that just about wraps up all we have for this episode. We gave our UFC 254 predictions. We gave our NFL power rankings after the completion of week 6. We will have another new episode next week, like we do every week. In the meantime, check me out on Twitter and on Instagram. The handle is at Adam Hulse Sports. Definitely follow me on Twitter in particular. I always have my most up-to-the-date stuff on there. Thanks again for checking out this episode. This has been Adam Hulse. I hope you join me again next time.